Hello and welcome to Say a Little Prayer Nigeria. My name is Sharon Tanko and I am your host. A common question every individual has asked himself at one point in time is who am I? The second most common question being who do I want to be? These two questions are what this season is all about. Together with the Holy Ghost and by the grace of God, we will explore who we are and our capacity to fulfill who that is. Now, we already know that we as believers have been called to love. But what does God say in us that he would have this unwavering expectation of us? I do hope that you take the time to listen this season and that as you do, that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. Listen and be blessed. Good evening and welcome. Thank you for joining me for the final episode of this season of Sail to Prayer Nigeria. It's been a blessing to have you go through this process of discovery with me. I hope that just as I have come to understand more about my God and myself, so have you. I also hope that as you go, you grow in the understanding of these two things, who God is and who you are by extension. And in doing so, you gain wisdom about your capacity in spirit and in truth. Now, shall we say a little prayer? Sweet Father, we gather for a final time this season to fellowship with you. Be with us, Lord. Speak to us, Lord. Confirm your words, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so as I said earlier, this season has been focused on who we, the believers, are. And to have a complete grasp on exactly who that is, we started in the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 26 to 28, where we saw that we were made in God's image and after his likeness. We look like him, we act like him, we are the only expression of his glory. We reflected on the original man, the one who spoke, the one whose image was God's, the one who was blessed. Then the fall happened and grace was lost, the blessing becoming a curse. And then we started our journey through the book of Ephesians. We spoke on the restoration of man and how this put us back in right standing with the Father so that it was like the fall never happened. Then we spoke of our inheritance and how we are beneficiaries of the Father and how he has willed us every spiritual blessing, everything. And the Holy Spirit is our guarantee that the inheritance has been received by us. And then we talked of his love, how he loves us, not because of us, but because of him. He loves us unconditionally, agape, meaning he loves us because he has decided to. We didn't win him over. He just loved us first. And this led to talk of his grace, how we were saved by his grace. Not because of anything, that we did, not because of us. We didn't earn it, we didn't earn his mercy. All we did was ask 
and we received. We didn't deserve it, but he gave it anyways. Now, I would strongly suggest that you listen to this episode again, episodes 8 and 9. There are some truths in there that you need to hold firm to. And I will add to that suggestion that you read Ephesians chapter 2 again because it will help you. Now understand that no matter how you enter this world, you were planned. God had you prepared for a purpose specific to you. And as long as this earth remains, and dare I say, as sure as God is eternal, there will never be another you. No one will ever have your specific purpose. Remember, similar does not mean the same. You were made specifically. Every spirit is unique. Unique for a plan, unique for a reason. And that is why two people can never do the same thing the exact same way. Every spirit is an individual. It is unique. And every destiny is unique. Now we spoke of the power within us, nestled in our spirits. How this power is the same that created the earth, that raised Jesus, that revealed what is in the book of Revelation to John. We explain that this power is God. Everything that makes God God is right inside you. It's in your spirit waiting for you to unleash it. And then we spoke of growth. Growth will happen. That is inevitable. But you decide how you want to grow. Either you grow as an unbeliever, either because you never accepted the Lord or you rejected him afterwards. Or you grow as a carnal believer, one who accepts him but is unwilling to let him lead one who is doomed to death by his own desire or you can choose to be a spiritual believer the one who truly surrenders to god the one who lets him lead there is there is no occasion of stumbling with him and then last week we spoke of our responsibility what we make of our lives our purpose is up to us God will never choose for us. He will guide, he will direct, but he will never make a single choice for us, not even if we ask him to. He will tell us what is needed, but the choice to do or to not do will forever rest with us. We can never blame God if evil befalls us because he gave us options. He gave us free will to decide, and we did. We need to remember that every choice has a consequence. You cannot make a choice and refuse to accept the consequences attached to it. Good choice, good consequence. Bad choice, bad consequence. And that is why it is wisdom to listen when he gives advice. Now, finally, tonight's message. Now, first, I want to give a shout out to the first four verses of Ephesians chapter 6. They aren't really the focus for tonight, but my spirit is telling me that it would be erroneous on my part to omit it, so I won't. Now, without further ado, Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 1 to 4, Amplified Version. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, that is, accept their guidance and discipline as his representatives. For this is right, for obedience teaches us wisdom and self-discipline. Honor, esteem, 
value as precious your father and your mother and be respectful to them. This is the first commandment with a promise so that it may be well with you and that you may have a long life on earth. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Do not exasperate them to the point of resentment with demands that are trivial or unreasonable or humiliating or abusive, nor by showing favoritism or indifference to any of them, but bring them up tenderly with loving kindness in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. I'll say this and I'll say it briefly. We all have personal, individual relationships with God. I have a relationship with God that is exclusive to all others. Shade has a relationship with God that is exclusive to all others. Tunde has a relationship with God that is exclusive to all others. It's me and God, her and God, him and God. So when God tells you to do something, you do it. Not because of any other person, but because he is God. Just because your parents are the worst doesn't mean that you should not honor them. Just because your kids are a living nightmare does not mean that you should not be tender or kind with them. It is not a matter of why you did not obey. It's a matter of you did not obey. Yes, God is compassionate and he understands. But just because he understands doesn't change the fact that you disobeyed the instruction. As much as he would like to nullify the consequences, you tied his hands. So you have to untie it. You have to reverse the process. You have to start obeying. It's not too late if you're still breathing. At the end of the day, you have to stand before him. Just you, alone, no other. And the question will be the same. Did you obey? Think now. What will your answer be? Now, on to tonight's word. Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 10 to 18. I'll break it in two. So for now, Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 10 to 12. I'll read. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Draw your strength from him and be empowered through your union with him and in the power of his boundless might. Put on the full armor of God for his presets are like the splendid armor of a heavily armed soldier, so that you may be able to successfully stand up against all the schemes and the strategies and the deceits of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with the physical opponents, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the war forces of this present darkness against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural places. Tonight's focus is the victor. There is a battle, a constant battle going on right now. These verses, they tell us where the battle is and who the contenders are. The battle is not here in the physical realm. It's there in the spirit. Why? Because there can be no physical victory if there is no spiritual 
victory. Things will always exist in the spirit before they can ever manifest here. You want to know something else? God is not fighting this battle. We are. He's won the ultimate victory, but if we do not accept it, we will never see it. The devil knows this. He uses physical distractions to repress you in spirit so that you give up without ever noticing that you gave up. Let me explain it this way. Scientists carried out an experiment. They put a predatory fish in a fish tank with other smaller fish and separated them with a, a, a glass barrier. Now, every time the predator tried to attack the other fish, it slammed into the barrier. Obviously, it hurt. So he stopped trying altogether at some point. Now, when the scientists came and removed the barrier, the predator never knew. So he never tried to eat the other fish in the tank. They swam side by side and they never realized that there was no more protection. There was no safety divide. Well, Christians are like that very often. We are the predators. The divide came with a fall and we were separated from everything good until Jesus came and removed the divide. Now, we have access, but we don't truly believe it. And this is where the similarity ends though, because while the predator fish did not realize, did not know that there was no barrier, the Christian man knows, but he does not fully believe it. And the devil knows this. But he will never encourage you otherwise. He would keep you believing that there is still some sort of barrier and that you have to struggle. He will distract you by making you expend your energy and faith on anything other than him. He'll give you physical opponents to exhaust you. And the more you fight, the more your faith wins and the more he wins. I hope you understand. See, your father, your mother, your siblings, your bosses, your friends, your relatives, your pastor, they are not your problem. They will never be your problem. Your problem, your opponent is the spirit behind them. Identify it and take it out. And you've won. Don't expend energy uselessly. Fight till tomorrow with your husband. If you don't attend to the spirit behind it, you're wasting your time. See, every battle is fought and won in the spirit. Know what you're dealing with, then deal with it. From this scripture alone, you know that there is a hierarchy of demons there. Power past power, more or less. Using the KJV, we know them in this regard. You have principalities, you have powers, you have rulers of the darkness of this world, you have spiritual wickedness in high places. There is a ranking. When you know what you're dealing with, you will know how to handle it. And I say this in reference to verse 18. We'll get there. Now, we know two things. That there is spiritual warfare and that we are in the fight of our lives, for our lives. So, how do we fight? Ephesians chapter 6, from verse 13 to 18. Therefore, put on the complete armor of God, so that you will be able to successfully resist and stand your ground in the evil day of danger. And having done everything that the crisis demands to stand firm in your place, fully prepared, immovable, victorious. So stand firm 
and hold your ground. Having tightened the wide band of truth, that is personal integrity and moral courage, around your waist, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, that is an upright heart, and having strapped on your feet the gospel of peace in preparation to face the enemy with firm-footed stability and the readiness produced by the good news. Above all, lift up the protective shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. With all prayer and petition, pray with specific requests at all times, on every occasion and in every season in the spirit. And with this in view, stay alert with all perseverance and petition interceding in prayer for all God's people. God has given you everything that you need to wage war and lay siege on the enemy's stronghold. See, my pastor pointed this out to me. Do you realize that there is nothing protecting your back? There is no armor for the back. Why? Because the enemy is in front of you. Your spiritual movement is advance, not retreat. You turn your back on the devil and he will strike you down. You are to face him head on. He will talk tail and he will run. You're not, you're not unprepared to face um, that wicked thing. Rather, he is unprepared to face you. Now see, what is your armor? Number one, you have the truth. What truth? The truth of God. The truth of who he is, of who you are to him, of what he did for you specifically. The devil will come with magnificent lies. He will come with, oh, you're not worthy. God won't hear you. You've seen too much. You're a waste of time and planning. There's no bigger disappointment than you. Um, um, God is tired of you. See, all of those things are bloody lies. God thought you were worthy enough to die for. And he is never wrong. So if he is not wrong, then he's right. And you are worth it. Accept it. Believe that. Never let it slip from your mind for one second. You are worth it and he loves you. You are worth it and he loves you. You are worth it and he loves you. Don't ever forget that. Two, you have the breastplate of righteousness. Remember your redemption. You are in right standing with God. You are spotless. You are blameless. He is not judging you. He is not condemning you. See, rebuking is not condemning. It's not the same thing. Rebuking is a correction. A person who corrects you cares for you. You are perfect. You don't have faults. When you accept this, you will see it manifest in you. You have a right to God's attention, to his protection, to his care, to his love, his deliverance. You have a right to cling to God. Three, you have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Never let that go. Never let go of God with the truth of his peace. Know your purpose. Don't be swayed. Don't be overwhelmed into second guessing. Don't deny him. Don't deny God's plans for you. Be ever ready to declare him at all times. Don't buckle under pressure. And do not trade your peace for anything. And the peace comes with the knowledge of who you are and what you are meant to do. If you never do anything, never lose sight of what you are meant to do. Never lose sight of the fact that you are here for a purpose. Find it. Number four, 
you have your shield of faith. Faith. That is your evidence of things unseen. Your confidence in God that his word can never fail. And if he said you have authority, then by God you have authority. If he said that I can call it forth, then better believe that I can call it forth. Number five, your helmet of salvation. You are saved. You are part of his body and no power can tear you from him. He will not surrender you. He will never forget you or abandon you. You belong to the great God Almighty, the Lord of the angel armies. That is your owner. That is your maker. That is your master. And that is your spouse. Number six, your sword of the spirit which is the word of God. Now, this is why you need to know what you're dealing with. See, scriptures for healing work for healing. They don't work for calling forth riches. I hope you understand. God has a word for every single situation that you can ever encounter in this lifetime. But you have to apply it appropriately. Panadol will not treat cancer. Now, through all of this, it is important to pray. Involve your spirit by praying in the spirit. That part of you has a much clearer knowledge of what is going on. It is a link to God. It is God speaking for you. It is God speaking through you. Because words are spirit. And he knows exactly what to say. So let him say it. See, if you can remember all of this, if you can remember this, if you can apply it to your day-to-day -day living, then you will remain the victor. You will never lose to that thing and you will never stumble and you will never fail. Everything you ever need to stand is at your disposal. Use it. Shall we say a little prayer? Father, thank you for this final word. Thank you for your guidance. Thank you for reminding me that I am armed and extremely dangerous to the devil. And that is not the other way around. Help me remember this. And to keep being awesomely dangerous to the devil. So that I can serve my purpose. And please you while doing it. In Jesus name. Amen. Thank you all so much for following me through this gospel. It is, this season has been truly spectacular. It has filled me with so much light and I can only hope that you had the same incredible encounters with God. See, uh, next season will be awesome because it's all about faith and we're going to be in the book of Hebrews. But until then though, go with the wisdom of God. It's been a real pleasure. Good night. My name is Sharon Tanko and I hope you were blessed by this sermon and that it opened your heart to new knowledge from our Father. For those of you who haven't taken that vital step in accepting Christ as your Lord and personal Savior but would like to do so now, please say this prayer with me. Dear Lord, I know that you went to the cross and died for me. I know that on the third day you rose. I know you did this because you love me. You showed me a deeper love. A love that goes beyond dying and into overcoming death. And now, 
Knowing this, I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. Come into my life today, sweet Lord, so that I may be one with the Father. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your forgiveness. And I thank you for this great love. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. If you just said that prayer with me, thank you and welcome to the kingdom of God. My brother, my sister, God will have his way with you yet. Now, if you would like to reach out to me, feel free to do so at Say A Little Prayer Nigeria. That is Say A Little Prayer NG, both on Instagram and on Facebook. I would love to share and pray with you. If you want to learn more beyond the podcast, you can visit my pastor, Reverend Delison Tanko, both on Facebook and on YouTube. His, his preaching is easy to follow and it's easier still to grasp and have a deeper, more precise understanding of our Heavenly Father. If this podcast has inspired you and you feel the need to sow a seed into it, you can give an offering at 0140-323659. That is 0140-323659, Guarantee Trust Bank. Or you can give at 151-1321721. That is 151 21721 at Access Bank. God bless you as you give. God bless you as you give. Now, don't forget to say a little prayer for you and your loved ones. Thank you and stay blessed.